April 20th, 1653. Oliver Cromwell dissolves the Rump Parliament, replacing it with the much more dignified Fart Geyser Committee. Welcome to The Revisionist. I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. And our guest tonight is absolutely terrific, uh, co-host of a great show called Ruckus uh, and member of Big City Drugs, um, the band, not the uh, phenomenon. Uh, maybe. I don't know what I'm doing. Corey Healy, everyone. Hey, greetings. Hello. Corey, thank you for being here. Thank you, guys. Zach, uh, thank you as always. Also? Uh, yep, I did it. I marginally managed to do it. <laughs> he threw on behind a the scenes. Behind the scenes, spoiler: I have uh, had a hard time finding times to record the past couple of weeks. It, it's so hard sometimes. It's hard sometimes. Is the name of a sad man's porn tape. I'm, <laughs> I'm resorting to office puns. This is where I'm. This is a reflection of how how uh, my last two weeks have been too busy to come up with actual jokes. well uh i'm in a similar spot and i think this is like our latest recording ever but we're here and hey i've noticed the last few the last few weeks an inexplicable surge in uh listeners from sweden nice actually as of uh as of like last month just in terms of people visiting the website we had more people visiting from sweden than from the united states hell yeah um pulling in them swedes yeah, yeah. Um, I, so I just want to say, hey, well, you to the know Swedes. what they say. Once you go Swede, you know what's sweet. I don't know what is the what is the saying for once you fuck a Swedish person. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's uh, yeah. If you if you fuck a Swedish person, uh, it doesn't translate well. Really, it's from the old Norse. Actually, it's 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 a relation of the the old slogan for the movie Candyman, like. <laughs> sweets for the Swedes. <laughs> Look out for the Jordan Peele remake coming in uh, 2020. I have to ask, uh, Cody, does Corey. your shirt say Pueblo Escobar in ter- in relation to the town of Pueblo from southern Colorado? Bingo. Yeah, this is a band in Denver made up of some one dude, I think, from Pueblo. But yeah, it's a it's definitely a Pueblo, Colorado shirt. Home of green chili. People oh, no, of Sweden, I love you need Pueblo. to know. Some of my best friends, actually, this is not a joke. This is not like some of my best friends are black. <laughs> some of the, the, my best friends are from Pueblo. And I love it as the town where, A, the scenes where the like sad, poor person from the first vacation movie uh, played that. Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid, yeah. Yeah. His family lived in Pueblo. And also, famous serial killer Edmund Kemper, he fled from California uh, after he knew he was going to be discovered, came all the way to Pueblo, Colorado and said, if this is all America has to offer, I'm going to turn myself in and <laughs> called the police from a Pueblo phone booth and was uh, arrested in Pueblo. <laughs> Man, if he would have just made it to Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah. That, that whole story is actually the motto for the town of Pueblo. <laughs> Almost good enough seal. for Edmund Kemper. <laughs> <laughs> well, listeners, we are uh, in the middle of our discussion of the Civil War uh, through the stories of people of color who lived through that time period. Our last episode, Sojourner Truth, the true history won out, which I think is maybe going to happen with almost all of these. It was yeah. in the name on that one. Yeah, no, of course. This is a real problematic section of our podcast because every single person we ask to host is like, well, I don't want to make this historic black figure yeah. from the Civil War <laughs> into a joke, so. Yeah. And like, I try to tell people. How about making... you do it instead? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you why don't you handle it? We're we're the pros at this. I'd love to rewrite history on a guy like Nathaniel Bacon, gen- general in the army that died of dysentery. Oh yeah, but Nate he's Bacon. white. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he's a white person. Everybody wants to to put Tesla in his place. Oh, we'll fucking get to Tesla. <laughs> don't worry. Yeah, there will be no mercy. We're going to have Lisa Lampanelli on the Tesla episode. <laughs> <to> fucking <laughs> 
The queen of mean is going to put him in his place. <laughs> you loved a pigeon, motherfucker? I don't know. I can't write jokes like her. <laughs> Few can, really. Few can. Few do. <laughs> the great Few couple. should, if I Yeah, yeah this is a bright mark in the story of humanity that few people write jokes like Lisa Lampanelli. <laughs> this episode we're going to be discussing Alan Allensworth. It's a tough name to remember, being it's one word twice. I knew Worth was at the end of it, and it began with an A. Yeah, was it Brian Bryansworth? Was it Craig Craigsworth? <laughs> Martha Martinson? Uh, Dick Dixworth? Um, you know my actually, uncle Dick. That sounds like a fucking... Like, private Eye? Yeah, a little bit. Or like the rough draft of a Private Eye character. <laughs> it's like, I'll come up with a better name later, and it never happened. I feel like uh, the the prime time for like people with the same first and last name was... Either early rock bands or jazz musicians, where yeah. you could just be like, "I'm Chip Chipsworth, and here's uh, the Canary Song." <laughs> yeah, of course, everyone knows the Canary Song. Uh, blunt Bluntsworth sounds like a privileged white rapper. Yeah, Blunt Bluntsworth oh, is sure. definitely like. Not a lot of people know that Eminem is short for Emin Emmonsworth. <laughs> the first white rapper who made it in the 90s oh of the detroit emmonsworths okay yeah of course yeah the emmonsworths fortunes <laughs> they're making i think what toffee yeah uh, peanut brittle i think mm, yeah no of course my favorite brittle yeah <laughs> yeah Oh, everyone's more... favorite brittle. <laughs> it's a pretty good brittle. I'm a fan of statue. I, I actually have a hard time thinking of a second brittle. <laughs> well, we'll save that for another podcast. <laughs> yeah, history of brittle. <laughs> uh, Corey, you're going to be doing the uh, the true story or yes. the uh, government sanctioned version of events, which is what we do on this fucking podcast, which I forgot to mention. <laughs> um, and then Zach will be presenting the alternate history. Yeah. Or in the case of every one of these episodes, an expansion on the true history. Yes, indeed. Because we know what we're doing. Yeah, we're not going to be like, Alan Zellensworth was actually a shitbag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the winner gets to become the truth. Hey there, this is Brian reminding you that The Revisionist is supported by listeners just like you. You can make a pledge and get rewards like shirts and even the right to vote over at patreon.com slash the revisionists all right guys it was april 7th <laughs> oh man i meant to bring a harmonica in to yeah. just like oh i thought you were feeding off like the the sexual tension i put into that yeah. it was oh, april there's... 2nd 7th but a scant week ago as of this recording oh yeah that you guys planned that um now if you guys didn't know oftentimes in kentucky black people are born slaves and that's that's what happened I, to Alan. <laughs> well, let's contemporize this. Um, they were born slaves at the time that Alan Ellensworth was born. So he yeah. was one, uh, listeners. Uh, people in Sweden, America has been terrible for hundreds of years. And oh, this, oh, I, th I oh. think they've heard about <laughs> how terrible yeah. we are. Especially uh, recently. <laughs> especially recently. Uh, he was the youngest of 13, which is why they literally ran out of all the names at the time. Like They're like, I, I, we've just got to yeah. name him Alan. Alan Go back up to A. Go back up to A. <laughs> we can't name him we have... Allensworth. That sounds too much like a James Bond. <laughs> there were 12 total names in 1842. We, we, we went through Alan's xylophone, so let's go back. <laughs> uh, his parents were Phyllis and Levi of Levi's Jeans. Things, <laughs> things were going to work out for Alan. That's a lie. He uh, he had a bunch of siblings. They all uh, ended up in different places. For all 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 thirteen of them, holy moly, or twelve of the other ones. Uh, one uh, took part in the Underground Railroad. One was oh, I hate the way I wrote this down. Sold down the river. Oh, well, that's that's the truth. Uh, this this I wrote all I, out eight days that's ago. Probably maybe probably the origin of the you know the phrase. But yeah, so I, I I wrote this like a week a week a little over a week eight days ago. So mm -hmm. there might be some words I shouldn't have wrote that way. And sold down the river is one of <laughs> <Yeah>. them. <laughs> the world has changed since uh, <laughs> one week ago, and in fact, since the week since we recorded this, and it's going to be released to the listeners. Uh, I think we're all hashtag canceled. Basically, <laughs> uh, his sister Mary Jane bought her freedom. 
Uh, cool thing about Alan Allensworth, I'm always going to say his full name. It needs to be done. He uh, he learned to read, which is essentially illegal at the time. He was assigned uh, as a slave to someone who essentially was like, let's just teach this dude to read, which is very cool. That prompted him to be moved away from that location. Like They were like, this dude's being taught to read? Get him out of here. Yep. Um, which is a lot like the public school systems here in Denver. Uh, all the money goes to the rich kids. It's terrible, guys. Let's do something about it oh, later. Later. Don't worry. That's not just Denver. <laughs> <laughs> That's anywhere. Welcome to Betsy DeVos's public education system. <laughs> so he was relocated to a to a Quaker place, not like oatmeal, like the religion Quaker. So the the Quaker kept teaching him to read too, because why not? Uh, they took him to Sunday school as well. That'll come into play later uh, when we talk about religious stuff that he did. Mm-hmm. And the Quakers were sort of generally uh, anti-slavery, too, so... Richard Nixon was a Quaker, so you're saying you would have voted for him, Brian? <laughs> That's not... <laughs> I mean... Well, Brian confirmed for a Nixon fan. <laughs> I mean, look, if Nixon came out against slavery, I would be, one, sort of surprised, but I'd be like, I... <laughs> Here's a credit where credit's due. Full disclosure of history... Nixon implemented a lot of anti-segregation measures that had not been enforced since Brown versus Board. So, one small point for Nixon. Opening discussions up with China was kind of a big deal at that time, and it helped pretty much pave the economy hey. of uh, that was successful. You know what? Under the lies of Reagan, years, am I right? <laughs> Nixon, a- better than Trump. He was yes. okay at being a president. And terrible at being not a criminal. I'm writing him in. <laughs> Here's a fun Nixon fact. Uh, he said, better than uh, Reagan. Better, yes. That's not a fun one. That's a that's a bummer. Yeah. Uh, Nixon once said that had it had it came around sooner. I think Nixon was born in like 1930s. Um, oh no, probably earlier than that. What I'm thinking. He said that if rap music had come out sooner, it's something he probably would have not only taken a deeper liking in but probably participated in yeah he'd be <sighs> like hop thank god he was not born later then yeah. or if nixon were like nixon president age right now he'd be like i went to hamilton it was <laughs> a lot of fun <laughs> i uh i honestly feel like we've already all heard nixon's mixtapes so I'm not. I'm gonna say that's not gonna be a good thing for rap. <laughs> he does have some famous mixtapes. I'm yeah. actually looking forward to the Nixon tapes remix. <laughs> He's selling them out of the back of the President yeah, Mobile. I, now I just want to open a SoundCloud and get a bunch of hype behind it, but just start releasing the Nixon tapes on it. <laughs> these fucking, these fucking, these fucking troglodytes. These fucking. I said troglodytes instead of a racial yeah. or mental disability slur because that's what's on those tapes. Yeah, Jesus. He loved the R word, not Republican. Well, he uh, loved both R words. He loved Republican too. Yeah. So anyways, then Nixon was discovered that he could read again. <laughs> Just joking. Alan Allensworth is the guy. Uh, the next mistress that he ended up with, I don't think that means sex partner. I think that no, means that something means, else like, back then. person who persecutes you. <laughs> yeah, they found out again that he was being taught, so shipped off again. This next mistress ended his education and abused him for trying to learn more as he was doing so. And then he gets paired up, just like just like the movie Gone Fishing, with a with a friendly white orphan. He played by what Walter Matthau. Then in that is that what that it was? Is? It was Pesci and uh, Glover. Oh, I'm thinking of Grumpy Old Men. <laughs> Those were all white people. They yeah. didn't, they Jack, didn't include yeah. a, a Danny Glover. So yeah, they get together and then. They planned an escape, Alan and the orphan. I couldn't read much about the attempt of the escape, but it was a failure. And then they sold him again, and they named his new the new master. His name's Fred Scruggs, which I just think is like a fun-sounding name. It's like a Coen Brothers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And just this would be a good Coen Brothers script. Uh, Scruggs taught this young dude to be a jockey for his horse, taught him like how to care for horses and stuff like that. Andy, he liked that he was educated, so it was like, oh, this is a bonus. This dude, this dude knows stuff, cares about stuff, wants to learn stuff. Um, then in, in 1861, Scruggs took Alan Allensworth to Louisville, where he was essentially going to do some horse work, but then wanted to track down his mom. He found yeah. the one sister that the got out. The classic job trajectory at the time, horse work. <laughs> horse work. 
I got my um, PhD in horse work. <laughs> I'm just freelancing a little bit in, PhD. in horse work. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this this is where the story gets like cool because it's, it's him being a fucking bad boy. Um, while he was working on a farm, some soldiers from the 44th Illinois uh, Volunteer Infantry, they were like, hey, dude, come join us. Don't be a slave anymore. And that's essentially how he, he gets out of slavery. He disguises himself in like some old military stuff he found. Which is, to be fair, a very effective recruiting tactic. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just hey, convince this slave to be a medic. Want to not be a slave? <laughs> no one's ever asked me that before. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the, that's kind of the point. <laughs> it's like being asked to prom when you're a freshman. The exact same thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, the... <laughs> this wasn't yeah. an option till now. When you're when you the, are a high school freshman, it kind of you have you're so self-centered that it does feel that way a little bit. Here's Brian repeating his incel form propaganda. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying I'm editing that out. Fuck it. <laughs> uh-huh. I really liked when you just compared being asked to prom to slavery, no, but and not in a joking it. way like I did. <laughs> Women don't love me. It's a form of slavery. <laughs> I'm being not s- saying that's a valid opinion. I'm Brian's saying- a married man. He's he's better off than at least me. I don't know about Cody. So yeah, he disguised himself in military stuff, slathered his face in mud, and essentially from there on, he just like the joined the. Yeah, he's really. What was the movie yeah. he was in with uh with uh, Apollo with the Creed? Predator? Yeah, oh. yeah, I did because say in that. the Predator he puts mud on his face to escape the Predator. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, I was gonna say the pro wrestler and uh, Apollo Creed, all the fun buff dudes of the eighties. Yeah, I think um, you're thinking of Stallone in terms of the the <laughs> Um, one cool thing he did is essentially the way he joined the military was he put all this shit on, and there was a march that they were just doing through the area. And, like, right in front of his slave owner, old Scruggs, he just walked right in and joined him on the march. So, like, that dude literally watched his own slave, like, join a march and proceed. I like that story. I'm pretty sure that, like, I did a really good job, guys, of not going to Wikipedia right away, but at some point I had to. (laughs) I love the idea of this socially awkward slave owner who's, like, his slave walks away and he's like, oh, uh, uh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) i paid for that human being yeah i i I definitely like that more than the other stuff yeah scrug seems cool though he seems like a hip cool slave owner dude he's like let's teach your horses go find your mom scrugs it's a slight on the weakness of the slave owner to actually do anything (laughs) but yeah i think that's just so cool man just to like join just join the people and walk off um from there he became a civilian nurse male nurse am i right guys um yep true my wife's Bench a nurse i can make those jokes yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay the woman who supports me is a nurse i can make those <laughs> jokes so yeah he was a nurse's aide uh and he made nice with a dude named dr aj gordon who invited him to his house uh and that was like the first time he ever like, actually felt free was going mm-hmm. to this doctor's house being fed a meal sitting at his table with his family um which is pretty cool like that's like the first probably easy breath he'd like taken in his life where he's just like oh i this is the world at my feet um so immediately he joins the military for real (laughs) he's like oh freedom it's like those recruiting tactics they do they still do they go find high schoolers when they're 17 and they're like oh this is the shortest line to join the military come in uh so in 63 he joined the navy uh served on gunboats the gunboats names tawa and queen city in case you in case you wanted to know that I actually read on this, you know? And we're in the Queen City. He must have rode a boat in Denver. Sorry. Is, Queen City of that... the Plains. Say what? Oh. I, is Queen City an actual name for Denver? I've, I've yeah. literally never heard that. Uh, Queen City of the Plains, which Queen City was... Charlotte. It was Charlotte. And I'm another also couple Cincinnati places. Cincinnati also. There's a, yeah, there's a few Queen Cities on the East Coast. Yeah. But I think Charlotte was named after Queen guys... Charlotte. Do you guys think that Denver is more of a Danny or a Sansa? Jesus Christ. What what character was that? Like <laughs> That's my former 
Sex and the City fan who is now a Game of, the- Game of Thrones fan. <laughs> oh, of course. Uh, sorry. <laughs> why did I just... Why did her I do main that? allegiance, his slash her main allegiance is to HBO. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's a little bit of Deadwood in there for, for a time. Yeah. The Wire. Is he more of a swearigen or a bullock? <laughs> <laughs> or uh, McNulty or a uh, Omar. Fuck. Can't yeah. think of another character from The Wire. A well, there's 700. Nine times all the way. A show it. you have a tattoo of on your arm. That is true. What's, it's what's, not the character's name. What's the me. tattoo? Oh, it's just. Ah, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, chess. It's from the chess thing, listeners. Yeah, it says all the pieces matter. No, it's just a tattoo of fucking canard shooting Omar in the head. Spoiler alert. Shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was over 10 years ago, guys. Get over it. Dude, when Cornelius, to Cornwallis, Corn- man, when he died, when Michael B. Jordan's character dies, dude. When, oh, oh, yeah. That hurt. Wallace. That hurt good. Wallace. Cornwallis. As someone named Corey, I put corn before everything. <laughs> Cornwallis. <laughs> that I wish that Hamilton had a scene where, where a character was like, hey, yo, where Cornwallis? Well, wasn't there an, uh, there was a military person named Cornwallis? Yeah, I'm pretty the sure. general who defeated at Yorktown, like, led to the end of the American Revolution. But it's so great if fucking, like, Bodie and, and Poot killed him Defeat, in his fucking Defeat fucking Diggs being like, hey, yo, where Cornwallis? <laughs> I really love The Wire. God damn it. Yeah, it's fucking The Wire, fucking Yorktown edition. (laughs) HBO programming was so good 12 years ago. Fucking... That's like a frustrated history teacher <laughs> trying to connect with their students, but they don't know how. They think that the two pieces are 15-year-old HBO dramas. <laughs> All right, you guys are having trouble with this history course? Let me just talk to you guys a little bit, make things fresh. Remember The Wire? <laughs> you know like, Michael no, came George out when you were three years old. <laughs> well, it was Michael B. Jordan's first role. <laughs> Dude, if I was a teacher, I would for sure bring you know, Friday Night Lights into the conversation weekly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, god damn it. Okay. Anyway. So, Alan Allensworth, Queen City. Okay, okay, there we go. In in 68, uh, let's see here. In St. Louis, he, uh, he teamed up with his brother, William, and they, uh, hmm, what... My handwriting's pretty shitty here. Oh, they got together and started doing, like, uh, work together, building churches, um, essentially building congregation and churches as well. So that's when he kind of becomes a little bit of a, a church-going man. Not a church-going man, but, like, starting to show his face as uh, someone that's looking to, like, build congregations, build churches, be maybe a pastor later on. Before that, it, I guess maybe I just wrote before something else, but in, uh, in 80 through 84... He was the first black delegate elected, which is kind of a big deal. Uh, when you're when you're a delegate, it's like uh, the people in uh, in like your town or your city or your district voting you to be the person that votes for something else. So, mm-hmm. for instance, the person that chose like to a Trump. to a party convention. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're representatives in primaries or general elections. Everybody yeah. knows about super delegates. We don't need to antagonize the Bernie people or the Hillary people. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. I, we do it enough. Um, so uh, in 86, he's appointed a chaplain of the U.S. Army, which is pretty huge. That There's not a ton of those positions. He first was assigned to the 24th, which was the Buffalo Soldiers, which pretty sure was like mostly African-American yeah. soldiers. I forgot. I looked up what <laughs> Buffalo Soldiers. It has a few different meanings, but I think that was the earliest... Yeah, sort of in this context, it yeah. refers to... Not Bob Marley's homies. No. But... So, uh, in Bob Marley's homies were named in reference to them. Uh, yeah, I, th- I thought that that was probably where that went. So, can you add the song clip? As opposed to an ad You guys ad have the rights? Or should we oh, just yeah, do we it? Do. Uh, yeah, we, no, I got the... When we started the podcast, we were like, well, we need the domain name. And the other thing we need to buy is the rights to Buffalo mm-hmm. Soldiers. 
we had to really get the Patreon, like, mm-hmm. really yeah. quick. And they got up to $6, and we were able to do it. And actually, Ziggy Marley will sell you any of his dad's music if you just talk about his vape pen online. <laughs> it's a really weird deal <laughs> he likes to do. Is it, wait, is that, does he really sell vape pens? Yeah, so I work. Uh, or I worked at Twist and Shout Records. They might not like that I'm talking about this, but I don't work there anymore. Uh, they won't hear this. They won't. What are they going to do? Hire you back and fire you? Yeah. <laughs> they have a huge Swedish uh, workforce. <laughs> um, Ziggy pork, pork, pork. <laughs> uh, eat Swedish fish. Ziggy Marley was doing. He was going to do a sh- a show like an in store concert there, and one of his demands was that we sell his vape pens for him. Like <laughs> n- we don't. It's not like we take them in and sell them. It's like he sets up a thing at his table and we Genuine we help question. sell. Doesn't that require, like, a permit to sell something like vape pens? I don't think they had product in them. It would have just been, like, the electric piece, which I don't think is... It's just, like, selling a... You know, probably have to be 18 to buy something that gets that hot. So I, th- I think they were like, yeah, we can't really let you sell your vape pens here. That's just that's just too much. And I think he still did the show, but yeah, he slings... He slings vape pens and probably weed and Rasta hats to white dudes like us. We all have one. Everyone in this recording, you can't see this, listeners, but we're all wearing Rasta hats. Rasta hats with fake dreads. Just to keep us warm in the hot summer's day. Uh, WrestleMania was last week, and <laughs> and one of my favorite all-time wrestlers is Bret Hart, and he was being inducted into the Hall of Fame, and a white dude from Nebraska was wearing a Rasta hat and attacked him on the, in the ring like while he was giving a speech. Like a 60-year-old man, dude. It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's like a I mean, there's like if there's a better picture of american culture <laughs> than a rastafarian wearing white boy from nebraska tackling a 60 year old canadian man yep. <laughs> in a nutshell this is america like that theme song from america's funniest home videos Watch america <laughs> america this is you yeah but then they transpose that to a minor key so it's kind of just like depressing and upsetting <laughs> like jordan peels us like oh, sort of <laughs> if jordan peel redid america's That's funniest his next home videos movie. His that next is movie is a man, a white man in a Rasta hat tackling Bret Hart, Bret Hart. And that's the whole movie. He wins an Oscar. Yeah, I mean, I'd watch it. Uh, from there on, uh, Alan Allensworth uh, just did cool old man type shit. Um, his family uh, eventually joined him while he was uh, traveling around doing, uh, doing, doing the, the chaplain stuff. Um, they went through like some Indian territory, Fort Harrison. His wife was an organist and she, uh, that's why he married her. Um, she joined him. So she was like doing the organ, uh, while he was being the priest or whatever, the pastor. It's a nice, a nice Sonny and Cher type deal. Uh, he retired in 1906, been promoted to the rank of Lieutenant Colonel at that time. The first African American to do so. No big deal. Um... Let's see. I have a few other notes that are pretty cool. Oh, uh, one interesting thing. He was married in 1977. Uh, his wife's name was Josephine. 1977? Yep, that's right. <laughs> he was he was married uh, years after his death, just like Hitler. Um, and then he, he did the, the thing where you ask your mom to live with you. And his mom yeah, moved in with his... of course. The Germans called it Gerwitz Thirst Murder. <laughs> <laughs> I read that. Uh, yeah, so his poor wife and had to deal with his mom there, and she lived with him until she died. That's uh, how the idea for the sitcom was born. Yeah. Alan Allensworth. It was Friends, Seinfeld, and Gerwetschitz Murder, the biggest, <laughs> the biggest sitcoms of the 90s. Thursdays are hot on NBC. Yeah. How I Met Your Gerwetschitz Murder. Caroline in the Gerwetschitz <laughs> Um, Alan's... Probably like biggest thing that he did was he essentially started a the first like most I think it was it was a total black like yeah, African American so, yeah. city or not a commune but that sort of thing in California. Guess what it was named? Everyone, you have you have two <laughs> guesses. One of them is Allensworth, and the other one is Worth. I'm not gonna lie, I I know the answer to this question. Oh yeah, I forgot. You guys gave you yeah, signed this no, to I, me. I, I... So Allentown, Pennsylvania. So, so yeah. um, <laughs> everyone at home, put in your guess. 
<laughs> send it off to 1-800-Allensworth-Boulevard. <laughs> Wait, oh, so it's an address, not a phone number. Allensworth Boulevard. Yeah. It started as a phone number and then it became an address. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not anymore because uh, it, it's not an actual place exactly. It's still... Well, I guess the history of it is... The place exists. The place exists. It's now like a, a national monument to the to Allensworth. But he essentially got this, this place going. It was very, like, agriculturally minded. Mm-hmm. They did pretty well for themselves considering it. You know, they just brought a bunch of people from the middle of the country to California to build this. I think he brought, like, like 10 families at first. And then it was 40 and just kind of went from there. And eventually the city did kind of go under. Like, they couldn't support themselves, so... Now it's, and well-deservingly, uh, a national monument. And uh, I don't believe he lived there forever, but his, because <laughs> he's definitely not alive anymore. No, he's not a Highlander. Yeah. He's, he's definitely he's definitely dead. He died uh, September 14th, 1914. And this is probably my favorite thing besides him marching in. Like, his death is funny because when I looked it up initially, <laughs> it's so funny. It's so good. Alan Allensworth, the first line on Wikipedia, his death is funny. <laughs> yeah, no, it's pretty I, good. I found it by going uh, to Wikipedia, funny list of hilarious deaths. deaths. Funniest yeah. deaths. Um, it, it's only funny because of the internet. When I when I searched, like, how did he die? Uh, it, it was essentially, it just said... Eric posit- Andre shot him. <laughs> Eric and Andre, said, bad joke. How could you do this, Alan Allensworth? <laughs> oh, shit. I, I thought you were a different Alan Allensworth. I went to school with one. He was a dick. Um, when I searched it, it said cause of death motorcycle accident. And I don't know why, but I just laughed so hard about that because I was like, this great dude wrecked his fucking motorcycle. Well, it feels very out of place given. Yeah, considering who he was and what he did and how old he Laura, was at the time. Old Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> so, yeah. Same, same track. <coughs> Though. Well, not quite that he wrecked his motorcycle so much as someone he was else crossing wrecked the their motorcycle on motorcycle. him. Lawrence Lawrenceworth. Well, that's what happened to yeah. Alan Allensworth yeah. as well. Like in my brain, I, I read that and I was like, he fucking wrecked a bike. What a nerd! Like, <laughs> so then I I looked in closer and it just said that he was in I think it was Monrovia, California, uh, and he was hit by a motorcycle. And it didn't say much more, but I really did want to read more about the last few seconds and like what was so important. Like, what was he going across the street for? The description wrecked his motorcycle is incorrect. Yeah, it, like, it never said that. Incorrect. It just Quite said a motorcycle was wrecked would be correct. <laughs> yeah, like motorcycle accident just made me think like, oh, he wrecked a bike. But it, I guess regardless of how the accident, like it was still an accident. It's just like, well, it's more of a street crossing yeah. accident. than Cody, a- I think you're going to get a thinner Corey. coat. I think, oh, I'm sorry, Corey. Corey Corey's worth. Corey, you're going to get a thinner curse later tonight where a motorcycle runs up upon you for mocking <laughs> motorcycle accidents. Dudes, uh, I'm going to share this with you because I maybe only told my wife, but I was taking uh, 6th Avenue, important avenue, listeners in Sweden, in Denver mm-hmm. here. And there were some motorcyclists being like chumps where they're all riding dangerously and expecting everyone to let them swerve in and out and be scary. But there was one biker in this five biker gang that was being kind of precautious and cool or cautious and cool and i was like well at least that dude's being all right and then his friends like do some other stunt pulling bullshit and they all take a right onto i-25 north and this dude that was being polite doesn't catch it right away and gets stuck with the rest of traffic so he got separated from his friends and it was so great to see him just like have to think like what the fuck am i gonna do now (laughs) (laughs) it was just so it just felt so good to see all these guys thinking they're badasses, and then they leave their buddy behind. To bring Just... it back to the wire, as Omar said, conscious do cost. So, <laughs> uh, Corey, thank you. Thank you, guys. Uh, thank you, Alan Allensworth, too. Every week, Denver's own Real Nerds Podcast sees a new movie, and we podcast our experience to the world. I think sometimes we're funny. Yeah, sometimes. When I'm talking, not when you're talking, not when you're talking. Oh, you know, it might help if you told them that we're on iTunes or we're on Stitcher so they could find a place where you can actually listen to us. Oh, okay, Brad. We're also on Twitter, at Real Nerds, and we have an Instagram account. Boom. Commercial, Brad. Cut. Paste. Upload. We like to have fun. Sure. I like fun. James, you're very bad at improv. RealNerdsPodcast.com. The story of Alan Allensworth is largely accurate. What, what, it, what is inaccurate is the story of the town of Allensworth, California, mm-hmm. which um, 
Records will have you believe is a uh, a town that went on for about 40-ish years before it was abandoned because it was a poor spot for agricultural uh, achievement. Basically, it was unsustainable. <laughs> agricultural <laughs> achievement. Yeah, they were on their Xbox 360s and they didn't get those... <laughs> They didn't get those Chivos, so they left. Uh, that's not quite true. Ellensworth uh, thrived. It was a, a harmonious town, an entirely black town. Um, and it was living in harmony. For part harmony. Part harmony, yeah. Meanwhile, across the nation, the the enemy town, of um, founded by Ellensworth's, our tribal, Alda Aldersworth. <laughs> Did you say Alan Aldersworth? <laughs> Alda Aldersworth <laughs> founded a town called Aldersworth in uh, South Carolina, the entire opposite side of the country. Now, what about uh, Arkin Arkinsworth? That's somewhere in the middle. Okay. okay. And I'm pretty Sorry. sure MASH took place in South Korea if it's Arkins- Alan Aldersworth. Arkinsworth is mostly noticeable for whenever there's a a child beauty pageant where the parents love their child. Um, that's where they have to drive to <laughs> to oh, fulfill okay. her dreams. Uh, so, okay. Of course. Arkansworth. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So Aldersworth, which was founded by uh, Allensworth's dark double half. It was of course a white man born to privilege who fought for the Confederacy mm. and decided he wanted an all white town. They created Aldersworth. And in their pursuit of unrelenting power, they created a terrible ring (laughs) (laughs) to control the minds of all Americans. God damn it. I knew that was going to take like a left turn somewhere. I did not realize it would be so sharp. (laughs) And it was lost uh, in in Arkansworth, in fact, (laughs) in the middle of the country. And... um, Eventually, uh, a local native of Allensworth had to cross the entire country with his friends and a wizard who I'm going to, I guess, Morgan Freeman has to play him. (laughs) It makes the most sense. Yeah. To destroy this terrible artifact of white supremacy. Now, obviously, (laughs) it seemed like it worked at the time. (laughs) (laughs) This was uh, around the late 60s, early 70s, 80s, maybe. And it seemed like maybe, maybe it was okay for getting, getting less heinous, but obviously it resurged. And so Allensworth had no choice but to segregate themselves from the entire world around them. It was described in the press that this was an abandoned town, that there were no more resources there. But in fact, it was a fount of resources. It was always the most beautiful town in the entire country. Yeah, of course, but just like protected from the outside world. Protected from the outside world. Um, they had, in fact, had a great vein of rich minerals that most people do not know about. So they put up a shield around themselves, a force field, and became Allensworth, the town that is protected from all the rest of America, but is the most technologically advanced. The leader was called... Uh, the uh, the Allen Panther. <laughs> yeah, that was just his given name, Allen Panther. Yeah, that was just, yeah, literally his name. And they became, uh, for the past 50 years, the most technologically advanced city in the entire United States, hidden from everybody else, away from the horrific events of uh, MLK's murder, the Martin Luther King, or uh, MLK's murder, the Rodney King riots, um every other horrible racist the trump replacing presidency. aunt viv yeah it's gonna... exactly and uh eventually an outsider sent to uh los angeles for reconnaissance named alda monger <laughs> came back and told them their folly and while he was too extreme and was eventually <laughs> defeated they became aware of the fact that they needed to become a haven for the entire African-American community of the entire United States and are hopefully planning in 2020 (laughs) (laughs) to be a new beacon of hope for oppressed people everywhere. And that is 
how I tried to write an alternate version. <laughs> now, I don't want to a... sound like Forrest Gump here, but I don't mean to ruin your Black Panther party. The story sounds familiar. <laughs> this, mm. there's something, fact, was it, is it the Shire? Oh, uh, this sounds actually, like Frodo? What, what's this? I forgot to mention that J.R. <laughs> Tolkien stole the idea for the entire series. Um, J. Uh, ripoff, ripoff Tolkien <laughs> stole the idea of his Lord of the Rings trilogy from oh, wow, the story of Alan's twice. <laughs> the yeah. author's so nice, they named him twice. Yeah. <laughs> Zach, um, thank you. Alan Allensworth, the person listen, whose name guys. was so nice. <laughs> We're at a weird point in this podcast where we have selected a series of uh, inspirational stories that it's very difficult to come up with an alternate version of. Yes, it is. And no person who comes on this podcast wants to take the alternate history because <laughs> obviously it's horrible <laughs> to be like, hey, what if Harriet Tubman was like a monster? <laughs> <laughs> so That's here fine, we are. We get, we get the real stories out at least. Yeah. And, and I also get... lost my initial notes that I had last oh, week. Oh, no. <laughs> so here we are. Don't worry. I... After we finish this, like, chapter of history, we'll move on to some real shitbags. That'll be... Circus animals. I was going to say, one thing I want to do in the near future. Famous old Hollywood mysteries, I think, would be a really engaging... I have a few ideas for... for Like how Christopher Walken murdered Natalie Wood. Hey, that's that's later in the timeline than I was thinking, but it was still old enough that I think we could do it. I think um, my uh, walk-in sounded like Woody Allen there. Yeah, I, I apologize say, to I Jewish people. Why you're doing a Woody Allen, like a Margaret Dumont, uh, Black Dahlia, or, uh, Murder of the Todd, Century, the, the Lindbergh yeah, Ben baby. Affleck movie, mm. yeah, Superman, Hollywood Land, yeah, Elias Kazan's involvement in the McCarthyism, all of that, old Hollywood mysteries. I think it'd be a fun one. Yeah, like how uh, how Tupac had a secretary named Biggie, and Biggie had a secretary named Tupac. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That was like yeah, a pretty, pretty huge conspiracy theory in the day. And it was also famously said uh, on the day of on the day of Tupac's murder that his secretary Biggie said, "I don't think you should go to that thug's mansion in the sky." <laughs> <laughs> oh goddammit! <laughs> Listeners, before we uh, before we move on, just want to remind you that uh, you can always. Interact with us, get personal with us. Um, Why would you? At, at revisionistpodcast.com. <laughs> uh, say, hey, which is not just hey, uh, but Swedish for hello. You know uh, what? I'd say go a step above that. If you really want to, go to our iTunes review page, leave a comment, and write ASL, and we'll tell you. We'll um, give you our wait. age, sex, and location. Wait, no, uh, what? No. <laughs> Zach. Uh, I think I've given everybody, um, by the way, uh, 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 31 male Chicago. No, oh, okay, yeah, 31 male Denver, I guess. 33 male Denver. <laughs> Sounds like an episode of Next. <laughs> yeah, it does. ASL is, by today's standards, so quaint. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, when you can just like get dick pics are the new ASL. <laughs> we sort of like half announced this on the last regular episode, but the next um, we've already given away a couple. But the next, we'll still say the next five people to uh, leave a re- written review on iTunes, uh, screenshot that and send it to revisionistpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, we'll get a free Jeff Tice design T shirt. No kidding. Yeah. So Neat. if you feel free, uh, go ahead and do that. And thank you to the p- couple people who have done it so far. Yeah. You know what? Write ASL. And for the first time in your life, for being a total creep, you'll get a t-shirt <laughs> as a reward. Wait. We're positively enforcing creeps. Yeah. No, don't. Please don't write ASL. Like, just, change, just change this, the gender labeling part. To something cool, like if you fucking party or something, dude. APL, dude, you party? That's much, That's still bad. Age, like, age political party location. <laughs> age podcast L? Uh, 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 age favorite Shrek movie location. Okay, like... The way favorite th- Shrek movie. I age love that. Shrek's location. A-F-L. 
S M L. Yeah, Shrek location. Uh, like, Shrek L. Yeah, that's what it means now. No, but like the more things you substitute in, the more they make this, those things seem like fetishes, though. Like, like the that's problem, my problem is once this. you have Age Shrek L, it's going to be like a lot of Shrek porn yeah. that comes oh. up. <laughs> Yeah. I, I want to hear someone that does sexualize someone's location. <laughs> oh, you're in Tulsa? Oh, you're a, you're a slut backwards. <laughs> Chattanooga. You live in a swamp? <laughs> a 76 um, male White House. Um. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't you disrespect our president. He's 72? He's 72. You know, what, you know what I always said about Bozeman, Montana? <laughs> I'd like to bones men in Bozeman, Montana. I don't know. I'd experiment with men for the first time in Bozeman. I choose that city. That yet, yeah, that's again. We're coming up with a lot of great city mottos. Yeah. When you when you when you drive into Bozeman, it says the city the city of experimentation. That's their slogan. <laughs> Bozeman, Montana's pueblo. <laughs> you can't spell Bozeman without booze. Almost. <laughs> God damn it. Um. Age, sex, location. 44, I'm a Bose man. Yeah. <laughs> In That's Bozeman. Actually, and you're a Bose fan, which is a fan of Bose speakers, our sponsor for this episode. Uh, anyway. Um, Age 12, from Boise, no. also a Boise. <laughs> um, listeners, the Revisionist is a proud member of the Denver Podcast Network, unless we've been kicked out by now. Um, <laughs> Almost certainly. Along with uh, such shows as Voice of Montbello, which is a show uh, run by the students of what was formerly Montbello High School uh, in Denver, Colorado. And it's a really great show. They talk to people in their own community and city leaders. They've interviewed uh, the former chief of police, uh, mayoral candidates, city council candidates. Uh, Not to be confused with Voice of uh, Montcello, which has a lot of slavery. (laughs) Oh, oh, Mont- Mont- Monticello, Monticello. I forgot the the middle uh, syllable. I, well, that's why I thought you were make, going to make like a classical music joke. Sorry, that was my that was my bad. Um, uh, it was everyone's bad. <laughs> uh, Corey, uh, your show, The Ruckus, is at the Marquee Theater. Yes. Uh, the next one is coming up uh, May twelfth. May twelfth. Uh, Mother's Day. Come on down. Mother's Day. Mm. Nope, editing mm. that out. So much I'm editing out. I <laughs> know. Yeah, this is, a, this is an edit-heavy episode. <laughs> um, who's going to be on that one? Um, Al Jackson. Oh, awesome. Claimed Denver comedian. Yes. And then, uh, you know, It's Just Bugs is our house band. They're real tight. So mm-hmm. that's a fun show if you're a music fan. Uh, Al Jackson, uh, you've seen him on Comedy Central. And, yes. Yeah. Famous person many al jacksons are out there he's the funniest and uh yeah i just want to plug uh day and nyquil something i've been on for the past week non-stop plug my nose with kleenex love that quill um (laughs) love that quill you're such a fan of writing i that uh i day quill man i get on that little orange kitty and i ride it all day long um (laughs) that orange kitty yeah that's what it feels like yeah garfield Um, juice as for me, I co-host uh, Queen City Companion, All Falls Storytelling Show at Muni Information Cafe with uh, Jen Collick, friend of the show, and Corey Healy actually uh, does the uh, the sound for right. that. Uh, I mix stuff. Mixologists, we call them ourselves. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what we <laughs> That's exactly what we call them. Uh, and hey, if you're, if you're in the Denver area, uh, come, uh, come check that out the first Thursday of every month. And then come check out um, the Metro State University One Acts, which I'm directing part nice. of, which is partly why I am so tired and partly why this recording is so late. That's going to be, mine is going to be May 9th, so come check that out and see a bunch, see like nine different really fun plays. But Judgment Falls to Me, uh, this episode, uh, which is, again, Difficult for this series of episodes. Let's just agree, first of all. Joke of the show, where's Cornwallis? Yep. Yeah, Let's that was remember fun. how much fun we fun had. Fun riff, guys. That, I mean, in 87 episodes, that's one of the top 
moments for me. But I think in terms of offering me a little hope for the future and while also maintaining the strokes of Alan Allensworth's story and maintaining the strokes, the Garage Rock Band, uh, I will cast my vote for the alternate history. How uh, unexpected. (laughs) Written by Zach Powers and co-authored by Dayquil. Um, yeah. Marvel, <laughs> but listeners uh, and, and, voting and, and J.R. Tolkien. Yeah, uh, yeah, of course. Um, who shot J.R. Tolkien? Uh, <laughs> classic episode of Dallas. Solid Dallas. Um, Jesus Christ! Uh, listeners, voting is now open on Patreon. It I don't was Treebeard, by the way. If you have, if you missed the follow-up episode, it was oh, Treebeard tree who did it. Of course. I wanted Not- to remember the name of that shit wizard who lived in the forest. Shit wizard. Like the- oh, Radagast the Brown. Tom Bobadil. Tom Bobadil. Tom Bobadil is fucking great. Like, Tom Bobadil. No, like, he forgets shit. He's a demigod, whatever. He, he yeah. fell out of the apple tree, right? In that, you know, uh, Boo Radley. Boo Radley. Oh, that's, that's an entirely different Damn it. To, to kill Completely a mockingbird. from Tom Bobadil. Boo what are Radley. we actually talking about? <laughs> Atticus This Finch. is our new band. The Bobadil Radleys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, of course, Surf Rock. <laughs> uh, I'm not surprised that you picked the alternate story, considering how you also think that not being asked to prom is like slavery. So I, okay. Goddamn. I'm not surprised I lost this round. You think I can't edit that out? <laughs> I'm editing that out. <laughs> Brian's plug this week is for 4chan slash inside. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Corey, thank you. Thank you guys. This is fun. Uh, Zach, thank you as I'm always. I'm just kidding. Obviously, Brian is a, a recently happily married man who is has healthy views on, Good person. on gender. Thank you. <laughs> it's easy to corner somebody <laughs> in their own office. Ah, um, Full disclosure to all of our listeners, Brian is not a fucking monster. <laughs> I... I I, I act like he is all the time, but he is a very well, sweet man who has been my friend for a long time. It's fun to act like I'm a monster because I'm so uh, much myself that it's it's just funny to imagine me as a monster. No, it's not. What am I doing? Okay, for everyone here at The Revisionist, I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. Have and a... I'm an incel. <laughs> no, goddammit. Uh, uh, have a good time. Don't don't be an incel. Hold up. 